I am unashamed. What about you? Welcome to Unashamed. We had a little delay in our startup today. You know, I'm not sure that other podcast hosts, Joe Roganman, you know, some of the others are struggling with wasp infestation in their podcast studio. But we came in this morning, there were four or five in attack mode. You need to invest in better quality fly swatter. (laughs) Because once the spray came out, which I thought was a bad idea... Because you're not looking, you're, you're you're focused on the wash, and the spray is shooting a stream. So when you Plus look the stream up, was a little it, off, the stream was a little to the left. How much does this camera cost? <laughs> I mean, just give me a ballpark. A few, few grand? Yeah. A few thousand dollars, and it just took a direct hit. <laughs> so, these. so, Zach, we may have some camera, some new cameras yeah. you have to purchase now because of our wash infestation. Yeah, that doesn't make well, me happy. The, uh, yeah. It get, yeah, easy on the easy on the wasp spray. Y'all need y'all need to y'all need to get one of those. Uh, they had those lights that you could put up. That it, you know what I'm talking about. You used to have one, Phil, and the bugs go into it. It, zzz, it like zaps them. Oh, a zapper. Well, but I don't think a wasp. That's will what go you in. need. Well, but the, uh, I think just flies do that. I don't think wasps go in there. Then you have a sound issue. <laughs> So, I mean, I yeah, don't but know that about, would be a beautiful sound if they were sizzling on the Barbie. It's beautiful for about yeah. ten or twelve seconds, but. Twenty four seven. After a while, <laughs> you're dreaming so y'all that you're out, being electrocuted. Y'all brought up? Did y'all bring out the wasp spray? Did you really get it on the cameras? Al brought that out. Oh yeah, it, I it, brought it, it out. It hit. Well, I think Al wanted it. Bill had some ready. I said, I think it's a bad idea because I didn't want to breathe in the fumes, which we are now no. currently doing. So if you see one of us just fall over. <laughs> it's uh contact the some kind of wasp. Well, they're supposed to kill wasp, not human beings. So I'm sure they. <laughs> well, yeah, that. I'm sure there's. I'm feeling a little lightheaded. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if it's the spray or just I didn't get enough sleep. But well, right now smell, I am dizzy. I, I didn't smell anything in about a month with these sinuses, so I, I'm good to go. So just well fall of the year they're making ready for the winter time and they're looking for places to, to well and they up. love these bright lights well, in it the wasn't air. just a wasp it was an infestation yeah there were like four and one was in attack well, there were more than four i think one of them came came for me and jay we had to use our hats but dad dad was trying to do it with open hands daddy <laughs> he went Kind of karate. He had kid. his hands uh, out like he yeah, was in the train. The karate. Well, every kid. duck blind we have over there, they're floating little floating houses, all with brush on them. Wasp, they love them. <laughs> so we go through it when we're brushing them. I send Dan the eunuch. I st- send him in first, and I explain to him, you know, that he was, you know, dispensable. So. The wasp, you know, he's in there fighting wasp. But I mean, <laughs> if you don't have that spray with you, when you get in there, you fix to get in a bind. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw there's the wasp nests like this. Till it's fine. With yeah. just solid purple tail wasp on them. I mean, you have to kill them. Yeah. Or they'll eat you up. I think at the end of the day. We've all been stung multiple times. Dan seemed to take take it. And and, and and rock on. I mean, it's because he's a ninja. Well, it's just, it is just a wall spray. That's why, I mean, a wall sting is not life threatening unless you're allergic, but I think we're none of us are. But it the, says on there wasp and har- hornets, hornets, wasp and hornets. The funny 
emblem is when that fell stopped. Because I thought, is this some kind of jujitsu? Because he didn't have a weapon. No, it, or a hat. And I thought, is he fixed to like cut this wasp in half with a karate chop? <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing about ninjas. They got to do some ninjin. That's dad has his, you were in the mode. You were in the it's zone. A, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good little pain with it. <laughs> they, 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 I don't know. It's oh, like, man. It, yeah. If I'm you get hit on the head, oh. one got me right back here on the little back where your skull kind of comes to a point back there. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I mean, I saw stars. It was bad. So that's how we started our day, Zach. You got any uh, wasp issues up there in North Carolina? No, we don't have them up there. Well, I'm sure we have them here, but. Not up. I got this thing airtight. I've got the spray in foam. I've got the whole nine yards. They're not getting in here. Yeah, you got a nice little Every, setup there. You, you built your little studio, a little, little apartment above your garage. That's a nice setup. Yeah, we like it. That's good. So we so we had an appearance, uh, Zach, last week. First time the family it, in several years. I don't remember the last time we were all on stage together. But uh, folks on the family had an event, invited the whole family, and he had called me about a year ago, uh, Jim Daly, and said, what are the odds that you think of chance of getting all the Robertsons on stage together? I said, eh, somewhere between slim and none is where I would place those odds, and yet we all wound up together. Did he say, so you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> that's, what, that's what he, that's Tucker, what he thought. Tucker Carlson was following us. Yeah, up. I met Tucker. Uh, which I'm a big fan. What do you and, mean, uh, follows and stuff? He was the next morning. Tucker was there at the event. Oh, really? Yeah, and I hung around. Y'all, y'all had to come home, but I hung around so I could meet him. But uh, he was genuine. He seemed like he does on the show. You know, he lives out in the woods. He told me he was had been grouse hunting the day before, and um, said he shot a duck because duck season was over. He was in Maine. I think he has a place up there, and he said he was grouse hunting and. A duck flew oh, yeah. by and he shot it. That's some fine table fare there. Oh, yeah. The old Tucker, I didn't realize that. He's a big hunter. Tell me he loves to hunt. feel better about him. feel a lot better about him. He loves to hunt. He loves to fish. Uh, he was talking about some of the hunting trips he and his uh, his son have been on. But he was, he was a really quality person. I wish a, someone would have uh, filmed our travel there. That was was pretty good. We we They sent an actual jet to come get us because everybody's schedules was wonky. And the first thing that happened is that everybody had their cups in the cup holders, and so when the jet took off, it looked like I was in some kind of slow-motion matrix movie. Because everything was coming to Everything the- was just coming at me in pieces and chunks. It looked like we, we lifted off in a hailstorm. <laughs> It was just ice and debris and screams. Yeti cups. Oh, but everything, I don't know why it had that look. It looked like 3D to me. Well, that, yeah. that jet y'all were on is one of those Falcons. And I mean, those things are like a rocket ship. When when they go, when they take off, it's almost like a space force. Yeah. SpaceX. Oh, yeah. Willie took the, the brunt of the... <laughs> Cups, because he was right in front of me, which I was in the best seat in the house, <laughs> right behind Willie. I just used him as a blocker, a human shield, <laughs> <laughs> and he was completely soaked. <laughs> oh, it's funny uh, now. Uh, you got to be, and uh, uh, well, you guys got to be careful around your crew with what's in those cups. It's it's liable to be a spit cup. I've, I think well, we've all kind of yeah. There's been the experience. well, what was a uh, borderline miraculous. 
Oh, we have some arrivals. We're having to close the door. We were uh, trying to get the wasp smell, the spray smell out of our studio. Uh, what was what was interesting because our wives were all dolled up, but they they all none of them took a direct hit. Only the men. So Missy was wearing some white pants, and they, I didn't know y'all had gone through that too. Y'all told the story, but then we get in the in the green room. That is a big room to kind of hang out into. We had to do our show. That nothing green is no, in no there. green in the green room. I don't think I've ever been in a green green room. But anyway, so Missy has the she's got the white. We're telling the story, and all of a sudden. The ta- they're sitting around a table, and the table just... It was, yeah, it was me, Sai. Who was sitting at Jessica the table? Jessica was there. Jessica and Missy. And Missy. Missy was on the... the and Phyllis and it Tony. It was a fold-up table. Well, we had our stuff up. on it, and we all had drinks on the table because <laughs> everybody was thirsty after you lost all your drinks taken off two hours before. All of a sudden, the table just starts cratering. It was the, the first second thing. avalanche of, of water. Another cups. avalanche. The table collapsed, but Cy gave the play by. Cy went, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Cy was like kicking around he on must the have table because yeah. he was like, ho, 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 ho. And I, but you know, you don't notice Cy doing that because he does it all the time. Well, right, because that's anywhere he goes. He was and seated I, in the position where it all rolled forward and it just <laughs> yeah. collapsed. Oh, oh, almost on Missy, which two things. As one is, I was impressed. She had her reflexes. She still, she's still mm-hmm. solid. Cause, is that a hotel we were in? Uh, yeah, like a big resort. Well, I, yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they call it a resort. I wouldn't call that a hotel. But uh, yeah, so that table started going down. Well, all of a sudden, all the drinks are headed right toward Missy. Yeah, no, <laughs> it got slow motion again. I know, but she just bolted. <laughs> <laughs> it, it never touched her. And mom, mom was screaming like somebody had run over Bobo. Yeah. I mean, in the background. So I was like, I'm looking around like, what in the world is going on here? But it was it's pretty comical. Missy said, I, I have, I think we're jinx. <laughs> so was the, did you, did you all speak individually or was it like a family interview? What was this? Well, so kind of a cool up? way they did it. They look, we walked in there and this thing, this set, looked incredible it did it looked like a real fire in a fireplace and we actually had christmas with the robertson christmas with the robertson and it it was halloween wasn't here yet yeah that was a weird usually you go well i skip we just i just skip halloween i'm not worried about that i go thanksgiving then christmas they went christmas in October. And I think they're going to broadcast it on their... Oh, they filmed that? Yeah, they filmed it. Oh, boy. So, so I think... or it, Maybe they I just recorded it. Cause I didn't know a, we were being filmed. It's a radio broadcast is what Did I say anything real stupid? No, you did good. Mm. But no, the set was, was beautiful and amazing, unbelievable. And then... So what they did was they gave... Jace did a little duck hunter demonstration, which was excellent, by the way. You know, They asked me to do that. And I thought she did great. So, But they said, well, you know, Cy has... Is not, you know, he just had surgery. Yeah. He's doing well, but relatively speaking, he has an oxygen tank. So I thought, well, they wanted me and Cy to do a duck call demonstration. And I didn't want to say, Cy's carrying around an oxygen tank. <laughs> yeah. He's not be blown he's, away. he's out of gas when it comes to duck <laughs> Yeah, calling. that would have been a better line. Yeah. He's out of gas. And so, but what I did was, I was kind of proud of this. Because Cy, I didn't know he was going to stand up and come up there with me. Because Cy, when he walks further than 10 feet, oh, man. He, he needs a minute. Yeah. 
And so I look up and here he comes. Well, he he looked like not Darth Vader, but <laughs> some he he's got his pack on with his oxygen. With his oxygen, it looks like he can just do the push the finger <laughs> like he's James the, Bond. <laughs> like a jetpack. Yeah, jetpack. So I said, because I thought, well, if he's self-conscious about this, I said, we're going to do a duck call demonstration. And I said, to show you how serious I is about this, he brought his own oxygen tank. <laughs> so then it kind of defused the look that he had. So I was like, hey. <laughs> so Jace would do his thing, and then Cy would like, chime in at the end it was yeah, we had no plan there nah, was no nah. secure i just every once in a while so i would say something and everybody would laugh right so we did the so they did that and then the way the thing unfolded zach was they gave us a gift ornament like an ornament to each couple and it was kind of a lead-in to uh, you know jim to ask us some questions about it so about nobody our, knew what it was <clears throat> right so you it were, was a pretty cool way to do it. And then, of course, Cy, so. Cy was going to tell us the story about his Tupperware cup, but he just never got there. He kept he would veer off into <laughs> another story. I was having a Rolodex problem <laughs> in his brain on what story goes with what subject. <laughs> because I've heard him t- <laughs> tell this story a thousand times on stage, well, but he just couldn't get there. Finally, Willie said, hey, Cy, they want to hear the story about the Tupperware being sent to Vietnam. So Sai said, oh, okay. And then, and then he, Sai told a story about getting drunk on 7-Up in college. And I kept waiting for the, we were pouring it in Tupperware. No, Tupperware, no, Tupperware never, never made an, a, an appearance again. And so then there was another interruption, and somebody said, Sai, Tupperware. And he's like, oh. Then he told some story about Tommy and Nancy. About and getting I, grades. Yeah, and I thought, where's the Tupperware coming in here to this? <laughs> nope, never did. <laughs> hang, so. on, hang on, let's take a break. So one of the things we're gearing up for the fall is uh, with one of my favorite sponsors, and that's Bespoke Post, because they have a seasonal lineup. And so I look forward to every season just as much as I look forward to my monthly little box of awesome Uh, that they send so a lot of times you get stuff for you know outdoor autumn maybe it's cocktail kits maybe it's something to do with camping um, or outside because that's kind of our favorite time of year uh, down here in Louisiana so uh, what you do is if you if you want to sign up with these guys you start with a quiz at boxofawesome.com and your answer is going to help them pick the right box of awesome for you. So they're going to get a new box every month. It's got a lot of different categories, a lot of different gifts. I love mine. Each box is valued at about 70 bucks, but you only pay a fraction of that price. So you're going to get more value than what you're spending. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses, which we also love. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or you can cancel anytime. You get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code Phil at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Use the code Phil, 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code Phil, and get ready for a nice surprise.
I'm not so, sure if we so had finally, too much oxygen leaking. So through. finally, we weren't having enough time for everybody to talk. So Willie, thankfully, just stepped in and said, "So he went to Vietnam. He got the Tupperware. The end of the story. Willie just told the end of the story. Yeah, there was no uh, rhyme or reason. Oh, that's funny. It, so it went kind of went through. It's funny. Willie did his jukebox hero deal, and then Dad was. And the, that was funny. That was really funny. Yeah. And uh, Dad did his. Dad was our bullpen closer with kind of a. This is why we celebrate christmas he he gave a little jesus uh, no it was good and i thought it was really good it was yeah. fun it was fun it was fun for me just to be on stage with and him. my little my gift was a little plastic <laughs> truck and i said i think the message is just keep on trucking <laughs> well i was in phil's defense everybody else kind of had a thought of what you could talk about like they gave missy and i it was a house little house christmas ornament but we got a lot of things going on in our house right now, so we. Yeah, I thought we, that went pretty good, though. We talked about. Well, it. I have. Phil has a truck, and I'm like, I got nothing on that. I mean, what in the world does well, a truck? Uh, here was their thinking, because I was I was in right. some. Y'all earth. told me later, but I was like, no one else would think. That. But they were just going off of their interactions with different ones of us, and so you and mom had been on a program before on Focus on the Family, and Mom told the story about you pulling up in that gray truck oh. at the parking lot. So in their minds, oh. they, they were thinking, like, oh, they'll get this right off the bat. But, you know, you, you weren't thinking. That gray no. truck, was that was 50 years ago. <laughs> 50 years ago. That's I was I was nervous for Phil because when I saw that it was a truck, I thought, that's it. What Keep in, on trucking. What in the world does that mean? <laughs> I thought it was funny. So Jim Day looks right at me and says, Al, will you tell your dad what we were thinking? So I said, Dad, they were talking about that truck, when you know, when you found Jesus. And all I had to do was say the word Jesus, and it was like I flipped a switch with Dad. <clears throat> but it was excellent, Dad. Your clothes was perfect. In a way, it was. Just keep keep on keeping on. Yeah, it was. Keep on trucking. It was, it, was, oh, it was good. It was fun. All right, where are we at in Mark? I forgot where we left off. We are in Mark chapter 9. We did the Transfiguration last time. Oh, yeah, that was enlightening. Yeah, a couple of... I Get thought it. that was really powerful. Get it? Yeah, it was. I mean, if you, you can... If somebody ever challenges, you know, Jesus, because another one of these... Somebody else sent me another text. Uh, what was that now? Uh, oh, they they were watching a movie, uh, Guardi, uh, see Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. Yep. So I sent, but oh no, my daughter sent me that, and I said, "Where'd they get that idea?" <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> but another feature is glowing in the dark. But the Jesus, I bet you didn't know the glowed guard- in the dark. The Guardians of the Galaxy are actually all part of the Avengers and the the yeah the superheroes, blah blah blah, and stuff we've been talking. That's about. the one with the raccoons driving. The yeah, the raccoons ship. in charge, and the then there's there's a tree. Well, let me just tell you something, Al. In real life, raccoons will never drive a spaceship. <laughs> no, Not look, you happen. have to say that these days because people believe that. You know what I mean? I know. And they're not talking either, like the English language. <laughs> and that's uh, Bradley Cooper is the voice of the raccoon. He's... I'm not against it. I'm just saying, if we want to do something for fun, okay, have a raccoon driving a spaceship <laughs> talking. All right, fine. In real life, that does not happen, nor will it ever. Not only is he a talking raccoon and flies a spaceship, but he's a guardian of the galaxy. He's one of the guardians. 
I think I would have picked like a honey badger. <laughs> honey badger's ferocious. Yeah, I know. I mean, a raccoon's pretty tough, but I'd go with the... I think if a honey badger and a raccoon got in it, I'm going with the honey badger. <laughs> That's just my observation, well, Phil. Jace has some observations, doesn't he? Come. <laughs> That mind, <clears throat> if we could see what's all, how that's working, it would be frightening. So transfiguration, back to Mark 9. Well, I was just making the point that Jesus glowed in the dark. So he is the guardian of the galaxy. And he is the guardian of the, yeah. guardian of the galaxy. No, and we talked, well, I think we definitely fleshed that out in the idea of law and prophecy and how everything was fulfilled in Jesus. So it was just kind of a little snippet. What was interesting is... It was a, it was really a, for an audience of three. I mean, the whole thing, the only people that saw it that would be able to tell about it were Peter, James, and John because nobody else saw it. <laughs> so obviously they were the recipients of, to see what this was all about. So this was going to be, this is really the aim post. And so we get to 914. But I do think it was, you had instruction from heaven, you know, God the Father that said, Listen to him. Right. I do think that's a, I mean, that's an important thing to have recorded for us right. today. I mean, we, we can say, you know, yeah, you need to focus on Jesus or where's Jesus in this equation. Or I think this, this event is, is just profound with that in, in, Tying it in with what we read in Hebrews. You know, it's interesting. I, did, I never thought about it till we were just talking about that. I don't think John didn't. John doesn't mention this in his account. No, he doesn't. Which and is strange. You'd think if you saw this, of course, he picks Jesus up kind of at the back end of the whole situation, but he doesn't even mention it. But he did say, if I wrote down everything I saw, there's not enough books to hold what I saw. That was kind of his take. Yeah. But he didn't. It was just one of many. Right. That's why I made the point, one of the points that you, you find in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, four men running with the creator of the cosmos and the one who created them in their mother's womb, and he's going around talking to people, trying to convince them he's the way, the truth, the life. He is, he, he'll give you eternal life. He came to love, he loves you. He's, he didn't come to condemn you. All that's in there. And someone says, well, why why does Matthew and Mark and Luke and John end up all saying the same thing? He died on a cross, was buried and raised from the dead. Yeah. And my point was the reason is so that you can't miss it. If you just read it and you say, huh, you know, it, it, it clarifies your existence, where you came from, what you're doing here, where you're going. Any kind of hope beyond this life? I mean, it, it's all written down there, and and some very wild things. It's almost like get a, get the greatest minds in Hollywood and concoct this kind of being, and they do it all the time. The coons driving up, driving some kind of <laughs> spaceship. I shouldn't have brought that up. <laughs> you know, that's 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 pretty good. That's that's out there. So you get to looking at all that. You say, where did all that come from? You got the story of Jesus that's that amazing. I, I just mentioned the reason why is so you can't miss it. Right. Come in it from any angle. How could these different individuals come up with all of these stories and all of these events 
and all these evil against good, and it, it just presents a story that you can't get around. That's right. So that's my faith. I can tell you that. I said I don't think they could have dreamed it up. Wouldn't just think where too too grand for human beings to have dreamed up dating back thousands of years, a prediction of him coming and all that. Well, he gets there, and lo and behold, you say, boy, the, the Old Testament, the prophets had him coming, what he would be, who he would, what his name would be, where he would be born, you know. They got it all down there, the facts, but just as you read it unfold, you got God, the creator of the cosmos, on the planet in a human body. I mean, hmm. you're talking about, I mean, it would take more than Hollywood to dream it up. That that went Which past what, any of, the, any of the, the big movie makers in Hollywood. They can't touch the story. No, and to Jason's point, big. they kind of just keep retelling elements of this story Yep, in, in whimsical, fantastical ways, I guess. Uh, that's correct. Yeah, but they're, all, but they're always lacking, you know, the, uh, that's what makes this so powerful in Mark 9 about this transfiguration of Jesus. I, I love that we hit on the fact that Moses and Elijah were there with him and having a conversation and they represent the law and the prophets. Yep. And um, I was thinking about Matthew 22, when the Pharisees are trying to trap Jesus, actually the Pharisees and the Sadducees are trying to trap Jesus yep. and they throw out all these little traps for him. And then what the, the final trap they lay as they ask him, they say, what, What's the greatest commandment of all the commandments? What's the greatest one? And and Jesus, and we all know what he said. He said this to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second one is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And he says this interesting thing in there that I think connects with this transfiguration. He says the entirety of the law and the prophets hinge or rest on this command, to love the yep. Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So you have this moment in biblical history where in the person of Jesus comes the summation of the law comes the summation of all the prophets. Everything was pointing to this, to this person, Jesus, who now is on this Mount mountain. He's having a conversation with the law. He's having a conversation with the prophet. And what he's saying is I'm going to go, I'm going, I'm going to ascend. I'm going to, to depart from here. I'm going to die on a cross. I'm going to be buried and I'm going to be raised and I'm going to ascend to sit at the right hand of God and mediate. And and then our response to that is is what he says in in Matthew twenty two. It's just simply that's what he's that's what he's bringing forth. He's he's accomplishing righteousness for us, but it happens not with the external things we do like the Pharisees were doing. It happens with our heart. Like we start to desire what God desires. We start to want what God wants, and we we get caught up into into God's inner life. I just think that's so beautiful that you see that in all in this picture plus, here. In Mark plus, I, I made the point in that little quick speech the other night. Uh, eternity is riding on it. Eternity's offered to the human race. It's, it's at stake. And it's a wonderful thing you say. So there's a way out of here. Here's, here's my point. And I keep asking people and no one has come up with a good answer yet. And the best of the atheists, the smartest of the whole bunch, you say, but what is the downside for loving God, a human being loving his God and loving his neighbor? What is the downside to that? And everybody always just sit there and they look at you, but they don't answer that. They don't answer that question. 
What's the downside to it? I, I don't see the downside, do you, Al? <clears throat> no, there's not one. Let's, uh, let's take another break. So it's important, uh, you know, in this life, we talk about eternal health care and eternal insurance. But, you know, while we're living on this earth, it is important to have life insurance just for your family because you're never quite sure what might happen. Uh, your family has needs. You don't want people to be left without. And so one of our sponsors, uh, Policy Genius, uh, has a way of helping you pick a better life insurance policy. And um, with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $17 per month for a half a million dollars of coverage. They have licensed agents who can help you find options that can offer coverage in as little as a week. Uh, you can avoid unnecessary medical exams. There's no added fees. Your personal info is always private. And they're not incentivized to recommend one insurer over another, so you can trust them. Um, so they have thousands of five-star reviews because of the way they do business. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Here's what you do. Head to policygenius.com slash fill or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. So that's policygenius.com slash fill. Policygenius.com slash fill to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. So there is no downside. And to your point, Dad, I, it, it, the I'm so grateful these guys did write all this down or we would know. <laughs> we would know what all happened. I mean, they were here. there and they had a very difficult time. Yeah. You, you mentioned in the, you know, uh, the, after the transfigure, let's see, uh, uh, James and John returned to find the remaining nine disciples. Well, guess what they're doing? They're arguing with the Jewish leaders. Right. I mean, it's a... But you know what I thought about that? I mean, the groundwork is being laid. We got to kill this so guy. So you're coming down off this mountain. Say you're... You look, at, look at this through Peter, James, and John's perspective. You've just seen the most incredible thing you've ever seen. I mean, there were there two ancient people were seemed to be there. And then Jesus lights up like a, you know... Times Square, yeah, and you're watching it, and you're, you know, Mark said they were so frightened that Peter, he didn't even really know and what. You're basically see. in the middle of nowhere, right? And you, you see this incredible, amazing thing, and so you come down off the mountain in verse 14 when they came to the other disciples. So here's the other nine, and now we're just back to back to the grind. Yep. Because when they show up, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. I've always wondered why didn't he show the whole bunch? But I, I, the answer I gave myself was that they couldn't handle it. No. I mean, they, they, they Peter, Peter's saying, well, we need to build, build three different. Right. You know, cause they were so frightened. Mark said, yeah. So, yeah, I think there was, he was zeroed in on those three for some reason, specific reason. And I don't know if you're right. If he thought they had what it took, but he Somebody comes. Somebody asked me, how did he know who uh, Elijah and Mo, how did he know who they were? Yeah. Because they just appeared and somehow Peter and them looked and said, Good night. It's not like they were wearing name tags. No. You know? I mean, so, yeah, I mean, these people lived Fair question. 1,500 years before. But I think— How would Peter have said, and he was standing there with with, with 
Well, I guess Jesus. something about he Jesus either told him or he, they heard him talking or something about them seemed obvious that that's who they were. I, yeah. You know, I don't know. How would you know? You know, somebody that lived a thousand years before. I mean, I'm sure they were aware who who Moses was. They all their life probably heard. They knew about him. No, no, they knew. Yeah, about him, but they didn't know what he looked like. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they didn't. Unless they saw some picture or painting. Well, I wouldn't have anything like that that far. You know, this is pre-computer and pre uh, pre uh, cameras. Yeah. So the, we just have somebody telling about what they saw. Right. It wasn't like, uh, boy, to well, get, sure get a they, shot of that. I'm sure they had artists of people seeing somewhat what they look like. No? Right. In other words, if they had the same technology then as you have now, you'd have just said, check this out. Look at this. What happened the other day over there? You, well, you'd have just said selfie. And they I'm gave just you, saying they if, gave you like the mountain the, the name. They said, where were they at? What was the name of the amp? The, 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 that they were on? Yeah, the mountain they were on. I don't know that it ever says. Say. Um, well, I'm saying, I like, in the tour that they all read, they didn't have, like, the picture version right. also. No? <laughs> no. Well, I'm saying in these caves back where they're finding stuff, they had it's, pictures all over. I mean, I guess the, theoretically the somebody could have drawn something, but, but I, I doubt it would be all I don't know know that was Moses. But, I mean, they're probably the Egyptians. This. The Egyptians had a lot of stuff they drew out. And symbols and signs That's and what I'm saying. yeah, and that was when Moses was around. But I think he's probably looking at it from retrospect. But what I was going to say is, you know, we're in a section where three times, and once in chapter eight, then in chapter nine, and then chapter ten, he reminds them, or I guess the first time he instructs them that he's going to die, be buried, and be raised. And so all these other events are like in between. That that introduction could it have been well, what you, to to your point? Since he just brought up, I'm gonna I'm gonna live and I'm gonna die here, be buried and be raised from the dead. Maybe the picture with two people pulled out of past history was just a way of saying yeah, that's where kind of like, like this. Yeah. That's where I was. There's going Moses and Elijah. Where right. they come and they were like, well, you you're gonna do what? I'm gonna die. But these people died a long time ago. You yeah. see them standing there. Right. It kind of makes me feel better about my physical well, I death. think there's no doubt it was a yeah. glimpse of the resurrection. Oh. For sure. Because you were seeing glorified Jesus. And you, and here's these two that shows that you that we're going to live beyond this. But I think most religious people, their problem with Jesus is that they view success as in living an, a long life be it like Moses lived a long life, uh, right. other religious leaders of the day, uh, who were, you know, who is Muhammad and Buddha. I think they were back then, back there and all that. Muhammad was like 600 uh, AD. Confucius, maybe. maybe. So all these, they all live long. I know that. They all, so they were deemed successful. So when you think of other people trying to be a religious leader, well, if you're just snuffed out at an early age, Every other time, that ends the movement. Yeah. So I think that's why people don't, they view this, Jesus's method as in, well, wait a minute now, you're, you're going to die, you're, you're a man, and you're going to die, you're going to be killed? Well, I'm out on that. <laughs> you, you, you know, it just doesn't seem like something fantastical. Yeah. So doesn't, I do think. That, that doesn't that, mention 
I mean, it doesn't explain how you win. Well, right. Your yeah. enemies beat you. Yeah. yeah. Where's the victory? That, Seems that's like this what I was trying it. to say. Right. But so I think Jesus recognizes that with his disciples. That's why he keeps reminding them what he's going to do. However, that would be so hard to wrap your head around because that's never been successful in the history of mankind before or since where you're just going to come. You know, I've used this illustration before, but it's like if you're on a bridge and you say, you know, watch this, I'm going to give my life and you jump off the bridge and die. Well, what do we say? We say, okay. well, that was dumb. Yeah. Or that was crazy. Or that was, I mean, even if you found some bit of inspiration in, okay, that guy was crazy, he, he, crazy he but was, courageous. He was committed. But you're not following. What, what Jesus did was ultimately attach his death. It wasn't just for his enemies. It wasn't for people. It was for me. And that's where things changed. But for, for you to wrap your head around that, you had to have the resurrection as the catalyst. And I think he had to introduce the possibility of it, because he's going to say in this next story, with God, everything is possible. Well, do you think it's a weird coincidence that this next miracle is right after the transfiguration? I would begin to conclude if my Savior and Lord, the leader, or at this point he's just... He's a potential son of God, if I'm a follower. Once you're glowing in the dark on the top of a mountain yep. with a dead guy and another guy who was, hadn't been here for hundreds of years who was a mysterious story about him just being called up to heaven. Yeah, left here on a fiery chariot. At that point, I would be saying, you know what? <clears throat> there is a chance. Well. That maybe, maybe. Uh, I hey, think that's hey, the hang reason. On, Dad. Hang on, Dad. Hang on. Yep. Hang on. Let's take a break. So as much as I hate to admit it, uh, out of the three of us here on on this podcast, I'm probably getting the most dad bod uh, of the group. And it's just because, as you know, you get older, you just don't quite have the energy uh, that you used to have to work out. That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. Uh, some people have called it the winner's hormone or the man hormone. And so you got to get that swagger back in your step. If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Go to Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen. This is going to help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results in the gym, and help you look and feel like the man that you really want to be. Uh, Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. They can help you re-energize your life and get you back to that powerful, confident, good-looking warrior that you used to be. To get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T, Text unashamed to two three one two three one. So text now and get a bottle of text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text unashamed to two thirty one two thirty one. That's unashamed to two thirty one two thirty one. Messages and data rates may apply. Terms apply. Available at nugenics.com slash terms. I think it's why the Apostle Paul said, now we know, now we know that if the earthly, you got to remember, first thing Peter wanted to do was build three tents, right? Right. Well, he said, 
First uh, Corinthians, Second Corinthians five. Uh, we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, Moses died a long time ago. So did Elijah. We have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. So we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. You're seeing a picture, in my opinion, of the heavenly dwelling. It's you, but you can appear and reappear. You're still here. Yep. I mean, and your being is still there, but you're out of the body you had. That's that's temporary. But God's Spirit, these two, by the Spirit, power of the Spirit of God, you can look at them, you can talk to them, they can talk to you. They're alive. That's why Jesus said, I'm going to be resurrected from the dead, and then I'm going to make it possible for all you to be raised from the dead yourselves, and you'll be in these these heavenly bodies. Glorified. And I'm going to show you a couple of them just so you'll know. You know, it's you, but and, but you're, you're there forever now. Right. That's just a point I'd yeah, like I, to make. I think that's a great point because you, if you think about these tents that you're talking about, these three tents they wanted to build, what what is the purpose of a tent? It, you 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 dwell inside housing. of it. Housing. It's yep. the, it's housing, right? Yep. It's a house, and and you you're inside of it. This is where we dwell. This is where we live. This is this is our home, right? And I love this because when you when you consider what Jesus brought. He, and I didn't realize this uh, until uh, several years ago because I'd always thought about Jesus in terms of um, maybe the gospel and forgiveness of sins. And certainly that is a huge part of, of his ministry. But in the book of Matthew, Jesus spoke about the kingdom 53 times in 42 different places. So you think about, man, what when we hear the name Jesus, what is the first thing that should pop in our in our mind? And, and it really should be the kingdom, because that's what he came talking about was the coming of the kingdom of God, even in the center. I mean, the, not the sinner's prayer, the uh, the Lord's prayer. What does he say? Thy kingdom. We pray to God. We, we pray thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Where on earth? How? Just like it is in heaven. And so we're we're praying, we're, we're asking for God's kingdom to come, and we're not bringing it into being. I mean, God's bringing it into being through us, but but God's kingdom is here. And I think what that means is what you're talking about. This is the this is the bizarreness, or as the word Jace would use, the fantastical part of of Jesus's ministry. And what he was yep. saying is is that is that you're going to be the tent. You're going to be the the house, correct? Like, like our bodies, my body houses the Holy Spirit. My body houses God Himself, and so when you think about true connection, you know, truly living in the presence of God, like truly being one with our Creator, like He got uh, Christ is like, I, like I'm coming here to accomplish this, and then I'm going to leave, and then I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, and like, we, like we're coming in to live in the heart in the body of the believer. And I just thought, thought, man, if we could get that one point, because if, if you think about, if you ran into mother Mary, Jesus's mother who had Jesus in utero, in her womb, and you knew that she was carrying the son of God in her womb, how would you treat her? You, you would treat her with reverence. You would treat her with respect. You would honor her. And I think that's why that greatest commandment, it's summed up in the second ones like it. We love each other because we house God. We are carrying God in our bodies, which is 
I, that's just so profound to me. You know, it's just so profound to, to consider the brevity of that fact alone that we house God in our bodies, and that's part of what Jesus brought when he when he when he, when he talked about the kingdom. That's what he's yeah. establishing. Well, and part of what is interesting is that because. You look at what Peter's response was, and it's the knee-jerk response of everybody. You try to take this amazing thing and then house it in something we build. You know, but you also got to remember. Saying? It's like immediately yeah. he thought, okay, we need to build a structure so we can worship you in the structure. Yeah, but it's like no, it, it's it's out of that. But you got to remember this. This so this event is bookended by Jesus preparing them. For his death that's upcoming. And I think this next miracle, he brings prayer and faith into it because you got to remember, he, they're, he he's with them right now. They're not living by faith. They're living by sight. I mean, they're, they're, they're seeing him, which I think earlier Phil had asked why he didn't show you know this to the rest of them. And because I still think he's 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 wanting this plan to to come out and come together. Because you know we, we keep going back to that passage in Corinthians that Paul wrote that says, "Well, if the rulers of that age would have known who they were crucified, they wouldn't have crucified." Well, and that's why there's been like a whole kind of secret nature. Let's take our last break. All right, it's time to up your kitchen knife game uh, with uh, one of our newer sponsors, Kamakoto Knives. Uh, they use traditional techniques. Uh, the Kamakoto crafts beautiful knives using steel sourced from Japan. Very sharp, but very effective. Each blade is made with techniques that have been honed and perfected by generations of knife smiths. They come in beautiful heavy-duty ash wood box. Every blade is individually expected and comes with a lifetime guarantee. You're not going to be able to beat that. They use steel that's sourced from Japan. Each blade is made with techniques that have been honed and perfected by generations of knife smiths. Uh, I've loved Japanese steel for years in the kitchen. It's very good. It's very sharp. Uh, they come in a really beautiful, heavy-duty ashwood box, which would be great for gifts. Uh, each is individually inspected, and it comes with a lifetime guarantee. You're not going to be able to beat that, Jay's lifetime uh, guarantee. They have a single bevel edge which means they can achieve a wickedly sharp edge, the kind you don't get with other knives. They are cut through your ribeye like butter sharp, which I love that. Several great chefs at Michelin star restaurants around the world use them. And like I said, they come in a beautiful box. They would make a great gift. They also have the uh, Kamikoto sharpening whetstones, which helps you keep them nice and sharp to go with that lifetime guarantee. So if you go ahead and buy now, Kamikoto is offering you an extra $50 off site-wide on top of their Black Friday sale. So go to kamikoto.com, that's K-A-M-I-K-O-T-O.com, slash Phil. Use the offer code Phil for an extra $50 off. Kamikoto.com slash Phil, K-A-M-I-K-O-T-O.com slash Phil. Let me read this story, Jay, so that way we can talk about it in the last segment in overtime. So... When they came to the other disciples, they're, they're arguing with the teachers of the law. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. And I wonder if there was a little afterglow 
Well, they. You know I, 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 I've I've had people because you don't remember Moses. Whenever he yeah. would have those encounters, he would have a little afterglow. I wonder if that's what that means, but who knows? I mean, they had a lot of wonder about Jesus anyway. So Jesus says in verse sixteen, "What are you arguing with them about?" So he's he's that's addressed to the disciples, I guess. The other nine, a man in the crowd answered, "Teacher, I brought you my son." who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. So that would be terrifying. That was your child uh, or son. Verse 19, O unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground, rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, one of my favorite lines of the Bible, I do believe, help me overcome my unbelief, which is so honest. Verse 25, when Jesus saw that a crowd, when Jesus saw the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer, which is very That's powerful. But then, yeah, because you know, it's funny. It, it's, oh, so, many people, so many people, they want, uh, they want to be able to have this power like to drive out demons or whatever the thing is. But here you see that there's a, like that's, that's power. If you can drive out a demon by the name of Jesus, I mean, that's power. But I I love how he puts prayer in a more powerful position than even that. Cause he said, and then there's some kind of demons, you know, yeah, you can drop, but, but then these big boys, that's what got me that there's like levels of, of demon possession. I mean, you know, sons, oh yeah, you can, you can, cause you know, they had the ability to drive out demons. They had been doing it earlier. Remember when he sent them out, but apparently this one here, this was something that was, you know, well, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of power in prayer. Um, we're actually, I'm actually working on a, once we're done with Phil's film, we're going to, uh, we're in pre-production right now on another film project, uh, power of a praying wife. And, um, which is a book that was really popular back in the in the nineties, I believe. Um, but but this idea that prayer prayer has a ton of power, and it's so funny that people though this I want that. Oh, well, are you praying? Oh no. If you want if you want to really see God's power in your life, you know I I don't know how you're going to see it without prayer. But I think this uh, text here elevates the purpose uh, and the power of, of prayer. Uh, I, I, that's why I love it. it's encouraging. No, I think so too, and it's uh, it, it's it's interesting because I did think when when you look at in the Matthew version of this, uh, in Matthew seventeen fifteen, 
the father, uh, Mark doesn't put it this way, but the father comes up and he calls Jesus Lord, you know, and, and obviously he's struggling with belief, but I, I thought it was interesting, Jace, because he had the same approach as that Greek um, woman when she came up, Mary said, Lord, son of David, she three times she called him Lord. I mean, immediately he knows something about Jesus that, that he can help, but, but he doesn't really, he's having a trouble believing he can do it. Cause he says that he said, I believe, but help me in my unbelief, which well, I, I think is an honest way. Of, well, I think their biggest problem was, uh, you know, if you read the rest of the story, when he said, this guy can only come out in prayer. Well, when you look at how the disciples, what their mindset was, if you keep reading, it says they left the, that place and passed through Galilee. Jesus did not want anyone to know where they were because he was teaching his disciples. And he said, here we go again. The son of man is going to be portrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. But watch the disciples response. But what, but they did not understand what he meant and were afraid to ask him about it. And when you think about what prayer is, prayer is asking God about it. I mean, they're standing there with the Son of God. Right. But they're having trouble deeming him as the Son of God. And then you see another clue of where they were when it's in the next couple of verses. It says they came to Capernaum when he was in the house, and he asked them, what were you arguing about on the road? Cause, so you have a lot of arguing going on, and they're scared to ask Jesus about it, and they couldn't pull off this, this uh, you know, event of, with the demon. Yeah. And he's like, he was inferring that they weren't asking God to do it, and I know why, because of this little clue in 34. They kept quiet. Now, this is the second time that in two verses that they didn't ask Jesus about it, and now they didn't answer Jesus because on the way they had been arguing about who is the greatest. <laughs> I want to just tell you something. Your prayer life is probably pretty stinky if you're arguing about who's the greatest among um, among you. Among your and, group. And I think if you put all those together, I think that's – what the problem was. And I do think there was a fear element into this, the the kid who was healed. I mean, when you, when you read what he was going through, that would be very terrifying to be involved in. Right. I mean, it's not like he just has a demon. I mean, he's foaming at the mouth. Uh, it, it's, what did it say? It's it was dangerous. Him into the fire. It him into fire it, and water. It, it's trying yeah. to kill him. I mean, the demon's trying to kill the host. So it's like, you know, if you were involved in that, you would try to heal him from afar. <laughs> I mean, let's. Is that a play on words? Or? Well, I'm just saying. It's like people when they say, they tell you what there, what's going on in your life, and it seems so heavy. And so, I mean, your your auto reply is, "I'm gonna pray for you," <laughs> as I'm leaving. You know what I mean? It's like. Because it's just too heavy to get involved. Right. And I really I really believe that's how we are. No, I think you're right. Um, we'll, we'll flesh out a little bit more of this in, in overtime because I, that verse 19 I think is interesting because is that more aimed at the disciples or, or the crowd? Um, we'll get into that on the other side. So if you want to follow us over uh, to our Unashamed Overtime segments, it's blazetv.com slash unashamed. 
Uh, right now they're running a, a promotion. You can get $10 off a subscription if you use the promo code Phil. So if you want to catch our overtime as well as everything else that Blaze has to offer, uh, follow us over. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.